Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has-Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you feeling, sir, other than vindicated? <laughs> well, rather uh, uh, put out, uh, as a matter of fact. Thank you very much, Mr. Snitker. Oh, oh because it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I am totally out of sorts right now because it's... Here we are. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, 6.30 on a Friday night. And you know, this is just really, you know, you talk about your OCD, but this is my OCD because it's really like totally screwed up my, my normal happy schedule. Because normally, normally, at this time of night on a Friday night, I mean, I, I got a life, man. I got a life. Normally at this time, I would be pouring myself a bourbon, uh-huh. eating a gummy, uh-huh. and getting ready to watch Wheel of Fortune. I'm sorry that I took you away from all that. I'm going to miss. Well, look, I have to go to the the Ron Paul reunion tomorrow. Kurt invited me to it. I'm going to be a speaker there. Oh, is Ron going to be there? No. No? No, no, he's not going to be there. Rand? No, no, none of the politicians are going to be there. Rufus? Paul? Is he going to be there? No. No? No, no, none of the Pauls will be there. (laughs) Just checking. So, but I got to speak there tomorrow, so... Don't go wrong. Look, I I feel you, man. I like to make sure... What what are you going to say tomorrow? I don't know yet, but it's probably not going to be very positive. Oh, really? Well, it's not going to be. Ne- hold on, hold on. I'll give you guys a little preview. So I've been thinking about it all week long as to what I was going to say when I was there. Right. And there is some positive things that I'm going to say. Like, there's nothing negative I'm going to say about Ron Paul. Right. Or, or the movement or libertarianism in general. But I will say this, though. We lost. <laughs> right. You know, it's pretty clear we lost. Right. We're continuing to, it's it's going down the road. Look, the road that Ron Paul warned everybody about, I mean, it can't be any more obvious that it's going down that road than what we've, what we're going to talk about today. Right. So. Right. Yeah, good point. Like, so in that aspect, I guess, you know, there's, there's, there's not many positive things you can glean from that. Right. But. You know, at the same time, I, I, I again, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say when I get so, up there. So this is a, a. I will say this that it's it's a. Oh, go ahead. What? No, no, go ahead. I, I want to hear what you were actually going to say because you didn't get to it. But but I, I I think overall the message is going to be one of you know you have to keep resisting, but like you know there's no way we're going to get this done through but the you government. Suck. <laughs> no, I no no. I'm going to say you're not. But we're you not failed. Gonna, we're not going to get it done through the government. We're not going to get it done through a political party. We're not going to get it done through any of those things. It's. You know, you know, it's I, a very much an anarchist message at this point. I, I think part of the problem uh, with what happened with the Ron Paul movement is the fact that so many of them were just pillow sniffers. You know, I don't know what that means. Oh, OK. Well, I have to tell a story then um, was at some event um, and Ron Paul was there and, and we were hanging out with Ron Paul a little bit. And uh, the the people around him were just so 
starstruck and just so like it, it felt like being around a a cult leader like a demigod or something like that i mean, I thought he was a great but guy that wasn't but ron's fault though no was no it? it wasn't no it wasn't ron paul's fault at all but and, and the reason i i say pillow sniffer is because uh ron had left he had to go somewhere else and so he got in play and talk uh, took off and i'm sitting around with a bunch of people and one of them sitting there says i got ron paul's room from last night and they didn't make up the bed or anything. And I can still smell him on the pillow. Oh, my God. Swear to God. Oh, my God. And that was the creepiest fuck. That's, and that was I, I'm not going to out this person. But this Do person, I know him? Yeah, probably. Oh, God. Uh, and this person was like a, a a big player in the movement and everything. And just, just hearing that just so creeped me the fuck out. But there was there was... So much, uh, you know, demagoguery going on around him that I think that, again, that wasn't the entire problem, but it was a it was a problem. It was a, and it was one of the things that turned me off so much about the Ron Paul movement is because it was so much about this guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. It, it look. And the thing is, this though, I, I look. I can remember some of the best moments I had in politics. Right. Were involved that campaign yeah like you know like i remember the the one debate that they had in the Tampa. 2008 campaign uh 2008 and 12 okay i was probably way more involved in the 12 one than the 8 one yeah now see i wasn't involved in in either of the the ron paul campaigns so i was involved in the 12 one and i remember the one debate they had in tampa right for the 12 one and i remember being out front and that we like the ron paul supporters outnumbered all of the other campaigns combined. Right. Yeah. Like it was, it was like damn near scary. Yeah. You know, and that's when we had like, we had signs everywhere and they had the big five ton truck that had the signs that was driving up and down. Like I remember like, wow, what a, like what a, what a time it was. Like there was so much more hope, you know what I mean? Like, right. And part of that might've just been like, you know, being naive and things like that. But like, I can remember then like, man, it was just one of those movements and to see it, to see where we're at now from then. Right. Like it's like some of those people and I'm surprised, but, and I, and we're, we're, and we'll find out tomorrow what the makeup of, of everybody is and, and where they're at politically now. Right. But some of those people went to Trump and yeah. For the life of me, I never could figure out how pillow you sniffers. could support pillow sniffers. Maybe, maybe that's, that's what it is. Yeah. But because I, I never it, could understand the two different things. Oh, I totally do. If it becomes about the person, you have a certain segment of people that will follow an individual down any road. Once they somehow identify with that yeah, once person, they latch on. Yeah, once they latch on. It doesn't matter actually what the person says or does. It just matters that that person is saying it or doing it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And so that's why, you know, Trump says a couple of things that some of these people liked, and it was like he's our new god. Yeah, and that's well, and that's really the, what it was. Well, the one thing was is that they they considered him an anti-globalist, and I think right. that was the, the the biggest thing at the time was that. I, again, I don't know who's going to be there and things like that. Like, I have no idea what the makeup is going to be. So I am. Well, we curious. will expect a recap next week. Oh no, I'll give yeah. you guys a recap for next and, week. And you know, look, I just, and I haven't seen Kurt in a long time. And yeah, it's Kurt's a great guy, and and there's a lot of people that'll probably be there that I would be happy to see, but. 
I, I just, you know, couldn't engage in it. Well, I wasn't invited, which <laughs> thanks for not inviting me. You and, were invited. Oh, I was? Yeah. Oh, oh I was, you were. I was Kurt, actually. Kurt totally made it a point to, as, to say that, but oh, okay. I didn't tell you just because I don't like the rejection because I know what the, <laughs> like I knew the, you know and what, I even told you Kurt, I'm answer. like, well, I'm not going to get Adrian to go. But, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but no, and, and it's, it's not for any other reason than the fact that just, you know, you're a mean I, old I, I man. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking angry hermit. Uh, yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> so, um, get off my lawn. Uh, like, I'll go out on Saturday from like 1030 <laughs> to about one and that's it. And the other time i'm not happy that's not true i drove like 300 miles today out doing stuff but yeah. uh the the point is is yeah i don't like to get involved in anything that even resembles political anything these days so yeah you know. no and, I, and, and look and here's the thing but there, totally there are understand. probably a lot of people there that uh if anybody know, I would else like would have asked see, me to go i wouldn't have gone yeah the only yeah. reason i went was because of kurt and tell kurt you know it, it, you know i would have liked to see him but i just can't do po- political things yeah you know uh but uh Anyway, we have got kind of a single-issue show today. For the first hour, we'll be single-issue. Uh, but for the most part, for the most part. And what we're going to talk about, actually, we're going to spend a lot of time patting ourselves on the back for being right about another thing. Okay. Well, yeah, we've been Which talking we about really it for a while. Which we really enjoy doing. We are such fucking egomaniacs that uh, whenever we're right about something we got to make sure to to rub it in your face a little bit well no no but we were but, right from the jump though yeah and what we were right about was uh the entire gain of function research going on at the wuhan lab and the fact that the most probable explanation uh was that it was a lab leak and in fact in uh episode 115 uh which was from september 2021 um, we went into it in great detail, and, and actually, I do want to play an excerpt of that just to go over, you know, kind of instead of having to re-explain it here, we'll just play it because nothing has changed. In fact, the pretty much all of this has now been confirmed. So uh, let's go ahead and just start with uh, a, a clip from episode 115 titled, We Did It. Um, meaning we did uh, the COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, not we personally. Not we, but yeah, <laughs> we the, the collective we. So uh, we'll go ahead and play that clip. Um, but a leaked document confirms that there was a Chinese-U.S. joint venture to intentionally genetically modify coronavirus that causes COVID-19 so that it would jump from bats to humans. And what happened is a nonprofit organization called Echo Health Alliance uh, put out a grant proposal saying that to the U.S. government saying that here's what we want to do. We want to essentially go into this cave full of bats and uh, take this virus and make it transmittable to humans and then see if we can come up with an antidote for it or, or a vaccine for it, you know, and so we can... Uh, basically their position was we want to make sure that this virus doesn't jump from bats to humans so we're going to make it jump from bats to humans so that we can uh, you know figure out how to stop god scientists are so stupid well so darpa gets this grant request which is uh, the what is it it's the research wing of the department of defense it's the defense agency research projects or something like that i, I forget exactly what it stands for uh but darpa got this thing and uh, the uh, Eco uh, Health Alliance wanted $14 million to do this. DARPA said no. Now, DARPA is the, the organization that is figuring out ways to, like, melt people's brains with, you know, microwave radiation and uh, putting, uh, you know, machine guns on AI robots. That's what DARPA does. Yeah. 
DARPA told EcoHealth Alliance that they would not fund this project because it was far too dangerous. <laughs> okay. If DARPA's telling you it's too dangerous... It's probably too dangerous. It's, it's a problem. That was their position. The risk of this getting out and getting into the public was far too high, and they refused to fund it. So... Uh, we Now, this was just one leaked grant proposal, so we don't know if some other organization ended up funding this. But we have a, a little bit of evidence here. And again, EcoHealth uh, was working inside the Wuhan lab with the Chinese, the woman they call the Bat Lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, They were working directly with her. And it turns out uh, that EcoHealth Alliance is funded and advised by the CDC, the NIH, National Institute for Health, which Fauci is a part of, uh, he heads the, uh, what, what is it, the Infectious Disease Division of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting player in that that funds EcoHealth Alliance, Johnson & Johnson. Imagine that. What a surprise there. Uh, and multiple uh, U.S. universities, plus another one great organization, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, my God. So... Essentially, oh, Bill, the guy that is friends with Epstein. Exactly. So now we have, um, you know, when when COVID nineteen was first genetically sequenced, the way that it jumped from bats to humans was like completely puzzling, uh, because it evolved, quote unquote, evolved such a human specific act adaptation at what they call the cleavage site on the spike protein. Now it turns out that is exactly what EcoHealth Alliance was asking for a grant to do. So essentially, what they found in COVID-19, in the coronavirus that causes uh, COVID-19, they found this, uh, you know, when they did genetically sequences, that it had this human-specific adaptation, which is exactly what EcoHealth Alliance had proposed to DARPA to do. (laughs) <laughs> so apparently amazing right apparently they actually did it and they did it most likely with funding from the cdc nih world health organization johnson and johnson's and the bill and melinda gates foundation yes now all of those have been essentially pushing vaccines for it mm-hmm. okay uh they have been the ones that have been controlling the entire narrative of this, the CDC, NIH, WHO, okay? These are the ones that denied vehemently that this was a lab leak initially. So they have been lying through their teeth because they knew for a fact that this, and whether we still don't know whether it was uh, uh, leaked intentionally, if it was actually released intentionally, or if it just somehow got out of the lab or got out of the cave, because initially they said, "Well, we're just going to do this in the ca- in the bat cave." Yeah, <laughs> you know, this cave full of bats. We're just going to go ahead and do it there and yeah, see what happens. I wonder how safe that is. What are yeah. the safety protocols of a that, fucking bat cave? That sounds pretty good, but it turns out um, a high-ranking uh, communist Chinese defector came out and said, "Well, actually, we know where it first." initially spread and it may have been that wet market but we know where it spread to other countries was during the um october 2019 um world military games in wuhan and what if you don't know the military world games is essentially the olympics for uh various world militaries yeah so all the militaries send their best best athletes in a bunch of different fields you know and they all get together well in in uh the fall of 2019 it was in Wuhan. What a shock. And immediately afterwards, it turns out that soldiers from 
the U.S., from France, from the U.K., from Germany, from Italy, all came back with this strange new disease. Okay, Imagine that. And this defector, this high-ranking Chinese defector said, yeah, they knew about it at the time. They knew what was going on. So what we have here is a clear evidence. And again, you, you can't really put this in conspiracy theories anymore um, because you now have documented evidence and first-hand accounts from high-ranking Communist Party Chinese defector mm-hmm. saying that, yes, this clearly was developed intentionally for gain of function to go from bats to humans. It clearly was uh, released at the World Games in China. And what better place? I mean, can you imagine that? That is literally the perfect place. If you want to infect the entire planet with a virus, what's the best place to do it? Would be at World Military Games, where all the militaries of the world come together in one place. And then not only do they go back to their own countries, they go back to various parts of their own country, mm-hmm. you know, because they're each going back to their individual military bases. Yeah, eventually, and like at that, that point, you get a ninety-six, you get a four-day weekend, you go right. home. Exactly. Yeah, you're sick for a few days, you know. And, right. I mean, this thing—it's it, becoming so clear that this was, um, and again, maybe, 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 it was just hubris. It was arrogance. It was a bunch of scientists thinking that they could, you know, control this and keep it contained. And um, maybe, but given the players and the outcome and how it spread, it's just too many coincidences at this point. No, well- All right, so let's let, let's just stop it there. Um, but uh, you know, basically, that's that's the rundown of where we were. A year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, by the way. And um, at the time, at the time, that right there was considered crazy conspiracy stuff. That right there would get you kicked off of social media platforms. That right there would have people calling you a tinfoil hat, you know, conspiratorialist, everything. And racist. (laughs) <laughs> and racist, right? <laughs> Which, looking back now, is the funniest part is right. that, you know, the lab is the racist thing, but the market right. wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so so that's where, that's where we all were a year and a half ago. Now, fast forward to this week. And, um, yeah, I think we should probably just go into it. But the, the, the U.S. Congress was had a, uh, a select uh, House committee on uh, was it a House committee or was it a Senate committee? House committee. I, I think it was a House think committee. It was a House committee. Um, that was holding a uh, hearing, a hearing uh, and taking testimony on in regards to the origin of COVID nineteen. And one of the people they interviewed who was actually the uh, director of the Center for Disease Control under Trump. And. I'd like you to just listen to a, a little bit of his uh, his testimony here. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and play this, and we'll we'll pull out a couple of clips here because there's some very important things that he says in this. So uh, give it a listen. Thank you. I now recognize Dr. Redfield to give an opening statement. Chairman Winthrop, Ranking Member Reese, and members of the committee, I'm pleased to testify today in support of this subcommittee's important work to investigate the origin of COVID-19 that has resulted in the deaths of over 1 million Americans. From 2018 to 2021, 
I served as the 18th director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention during the Trump administration. As CDC director, I oversaw the agency's response to the COVID-19 pandemic from the earliest days of its spread, and I also served as a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. But perhaps more relevant for the purpose of this hearing, my 45 years in medicine have been focused on the study of viruses. I'm a virologist by training and by practice. Prior to my time at CDC, I spent more than 20 years as a U.S. Army physician and medical researcher at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research, where I served as the chief of the Department of Retroviral Research, and I worked in virology, immunology, clinical research at the forefront of AIDS epidemic and other viral threats. In 1996, I co-founded the Institute of Human Virology at the University of Maryland in partnership with the State of Maryland, the City of Baltimore, and the University System of Maryland, where I served as the Director of Clinical Research and Care, and I also ser served as a tenured professor of medicine, microbiology, and immunology, Chief of Infectious Disease and Vice Chair of Medicine at the university. After that time at CDC, after my time at CDC, I served as the senior public health advisor to Governor Hogan in the state of Maryland. As COVID-19 began to spread across the world, there were two competing hypotheses about the origin of this virus that needed to be vigorously explored. The first hypothesis is the possibility that COVID-19 infections in humans were the result of a spillover event from nature. This is a situation in which the virus naturally mutates and becomes more transmissible from one species to another, in this case from bats to humans via an intermediate species. This is what happened in previous outbreaks of SARS and MERS and earlier coronaviruses that emerged from bats and spread through an intermediate animal. The second hypothesis is the possibility that the virus evolved in a laboratory involved in gain-of-function research. This is a type of research in which scientists seek to increase the transmissibility or pathogenicity of an organism in order to better understand that organism and inform preparedness efforts and the development of countermeasures such as therapeutics and vaccines. Under this theory, COVID infected the general population after it was accidentally leaked from a lab in China. From the earliest days of the pandemic, my view was both theories about the origin needed to be aggressively and thoroughly examined. Based on my initial analysis of the data, I came to believe, and I still believe today, that it indicates that COVID-19 more likely was the result of an accidental lab leak than a result of a natural spillover event. This conclusion is based primarily on the biology of the virus itself, including the rapid high infectivity for human-to-human -human transmission, which would then predict rapid evolution of new variants, as well as a number of other important factors, which also include the unusual actions in and around Wuhan in the fall of 2019, all of which I'm happy to discuss today. Even given the information that surfaced in the three years since the COVID-19 pandemic began, some have contended that there's really no point in investigating the origin of this virus. I strongly disagree. There is a global need to know what we are dealing with in COVID virus because it affects how we approach the problem to try to prevent the next pandemic. The understanding 
where the origin of COVID is critical to future science research, particularly as it affects ongoing ethical debate around gain-of-function research. Okay, let's stop it there. So he's of the opinion, and this is someone who is clearly at the forefront of the investigation, uh, that it was, based on the data that he's seen, that a lab leak is the most likely cause. So now you have the FBI, like we reported on last week, uh, the Department Department of Energy, Energy, Uh and uh, Dr. Redfield, the former director of the CIA, and clearly... Or CDC. Or CDC. uh, Clearly, you heard his resume. This guy definitely knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So I want to skip ahead a little bit. We're going to play a little bit of him talking about the the gain-of-function research here. Yeah, I think it's interesting you talked about them being highly mutable. I assume they can be mutable in a lab. Dr. Redfield, are you an advocate for a moratorium on gain-of-function research, particularly research on potential pandemic pathogens, and why? Yes, I am. I think that, um, again, I think the people that are advocates for gain-of-function research do believe that by doing this research, they somehow get ahead of the curve. Um, I'm of the point of view that we don't need to make pathogens more transmissible or more pathogenic in order to get ahead of the curve. We can begin to deal with those pathogens as they evolve. I don't think this should be a decision made by scientists alone. This is a societal decision. There should be a broad debate about whether this research is really necessary. And if so, we should decide how to do it safely and responsibly. I remind people, when I was CDC director, one of the most difficult things I had to do as a 20-something-year Army vet was shut down Fort Detrick. It wasn't very popular. These guys, people were my friends. I knew them. But our inspection showed that they were cutting corners in their biosecurity requirements. And I felt that uh, we weren't going to take that chance with the Frederick community and beyond. And so I shut the lab down for four to six months until they corrected their biosecurity. So I think this is much more complicated than people think. And if we are to go down that path, I would argue there's a few labs in the world that should be with multiple redundancy in containment to do this. But I'm not convinced it's to an advantage, and this is why in the Wall Street Journal op-ed I did, I strongly recommend that we have a moratorium on gain-of-function research, similar to what we had in the Obama administration. In, in one sentence, can you provide a definition of gain-of-function research? And I, and I say that because there becomes a little semantics sometimes, I believe, yeah. within the scientific community of what, what, what is a chimera and what is gain-of-function. Yeah, I think it's to take a pathogen and try to increase one of two things or both, to increase its transmissibility or its pathogenicity. I disagree with some of my colleagues at NIH to say the definition is restricted to a pathogen that's already a pathogen. If I make a non-pathogen pathogenic, that's gain of function. So in your expert opinion, was the Wuhan Institute conducting gain of function research on coronaviruses? Thank you. So one, one other path of questioning for you, Dr. Ritfield. Proponents of this research claim it may result in vaccines or maybe even stop a pandemic. Dr. Redfield, has gain-of-function created any life-saving vaccines or therapeutics to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. Has gain-of-function stopped a pandemic, in your opinion? No, on the contrary, I think it probably caused the greatest pandemic our world has seen. And there you have it right there. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too, that they can't prove that that actually, like, 
Oh, they, this guy's in, this guy's uh, this guy sounds to me at least that he's upfront that he doesn't support it, but also if they did actually have proof that it worked, that he would have said that. Right. Exactly. Like, the fact that he said no means it's not like they can come back and say you're lying. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And this guy was in a position to know. Yeah. And now we're not going to go into some of the further testimony, but what happened back when he was the director of CIC because of the hierarchy, even though he was on the, uh, you know, the presidential task force, the White House task force uh, for covid uh, Fauci was above him. OK, mm-hmm. so he was going to Fauci and saying, yeah, we have to investigate that. This looks like a lab leak. This got out of the lab. We have to investigate this. This this should be our primary course of investigation. And Fauci himself shut him down. Mm-hmm. And in, in, he got shut out all the meetings. He was no longer uh, able to uh, participate in, in the meetings regarding COVID. And not only that, Fauci set up a separate panel to investigate, quote unquote, investigate um, how it was actually uh, came from the wet market. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they went into that with the conclusion already predetermined. Yeah. And said, here's what we want to find, make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes to show that, you know, it, it should be clear at this point because Fauci is, is now trying to split hairs and say, well, it, it's it, I, I wasn't lying when I said it wasn't gain of function research because we took a, a <laughs> like like uh, Redfield said, uh, we took a non pathogen and turned it into a pathogen. Mm-hmm. OK, so right there you're admitting you took something that was harmless to humans and turned it into something that eventually somehow miraculously while you were doing this research evolved on its own in a wet market two miles down the road mm-hmm. I, I mean you know it the house of cards has fallen down on them but the only question is will there be any repercussions you know will fauci go to jail will the people behind echo health alliance go to jail will they come in and and you know basically bankrupt johnson and johnson and and you know distribute that money to the people who they they harmed no no that's going to happen it no, should none of it none of it will. it should but it's not It'd be going nice. to you know well and you got to remember this too though and this is the the one point i always like to make that, that i do like to make here fauci remember when this first started and President Trump was still president. Right. He could have fired him. Right. He didn't fire him. Right. Not only did he not fire him, he put him in front. Right. And let him be, do the talking. Well, hang on a second. Um, Redfield, uh, the CDC director, was in direct communication with Trump. He was on the task force. So presumably, and I, I don't know if, if this comes out in the testimony, presumably he told Trump that you know, this is my opinion. Now, I don't know that that happened. I'm speculating. Um, but, you know, you would have to think that Trump would have been briefed at, at minimum that this is a possibility. Yeah. You know, and, and and he didn't do anything about it either. Right. Right. I mean, look, I'm glad that they're having this committee hearing now. Right. After it, like years and years and years down the road. Well, it's not years and years down the road. It's three years down the road. Years yeah. and years. Yeah. That's, well, still, it, it's it's surprising that and, it's and now coming you have, out this and, soon. Well, like, and all the people that would call the lab leak theory a conspiracy are now the same people that are saying, well, we just need to get past this. Right. 
Right. Well, and look, and the reason that Fauci did it was, it gives, in, in my opinion, is if it came out that it came from a lab that they were funding along with the Chinese government. Right. That you're you ain't like you're you're in a lot of trouble now i haven't been able to find any evidence of um you know the chinese government funding but that's of course because the chinese government doesn't release any of that information so we don't have any information well but about, we know that it was a chinese but lab, it was their though. lab it, yeah hey, it's, come on right I, mean, I understand that i'm just saying i never discovered any tangible evidence that the Chinese were funding it. However, clearly the Chinese were, you know, funding it and involved in it. And but the, they weren't the only ones. The, you can't just the blame Chinese the Chinese on this one. Could have been the ones that actually leaked it. Now you have to you have to dig into the possibilities of a leak. Okay, the first possibility is that it was just an accident. Someone in inadvertently got infected. They didn't follow protocols yeah, or procedures. Carelessness or right. just... Uh, or just bad luck. Yeah. You know, someone got out. They didn't know they were infected. They got out. They spread it. You know, it happened to be coinciding with the World Military Games and all that. Seems like a lot of coincidences to me, but it's plausible. The second is, is that somebody intentionally leaked it. And if somebody did, man, there are so many potential... Um, you know, uh, potential suspects in that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's the mad scientist just wanted to see what would happen. There's Johnson and Johnson who wanted to make the vaccine and make billions upon billions of dollars like they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's Bill and McG- Linda Gates who just want to kill people, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they want to reduce the world population. You know, there's the Chinese and who the fuck knows what their motives might be. Well, you know, crashing the economy globally right. would be helpful for them. It, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even try to, to understand their motives. But. You know, it's I would say that the odds are much more likely, given just the raw circumstances, that this was an intentional release. You know, it could have been a leak, could have been a complete accident. Uh, but, you know, these guys definitely knew they were playing with fire. You know, well, and, and if you when listen, DARPA tells you it's too dangerous. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. And then you go and go, go somewhere else. Right. To get the funding. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it and I think the the part that irks me the most here is. Like, so Fauci's had a report that, and and again, I'll talk a little bit about it, but Fauci had a report that came out that he would use to cite to denounce the lab leak theory. Right. He commissioned the report. Right. But didn't tell anybody in all the press conferences that he actually commissioned the report. Right. Like, that's just so sneaky and such a snake to do that. Here's the thing. At a minimum. Here's another thing I'm noticing is more and more evidence comes out about this was a lab leak, is that the media is circling the wagons behind the official government line. And I'll give you some examples. Like, a lot of the media I'm seeing is trying to portray this as some type of partisan fight. It's like, oh, the Republicans are just going for a gotcha. And it's like, well, I don't care about Republican, Democrat. This is just, you know. Did it happen or did it it not happen? Is this the truth or not? Yeah. And if it did happen, it happened under a Republican president's watch. Yeah. You know? Again, it's. so. But nobody's putting that together, though. Right. And that's the part that irks me the most. Well, it's it's like Redfield said. irks me from the the right. Under the Obama administration, gain-of-function research was outlawed. Yeah, it was it was prohibited. It was Trump who lifted the moratorium on it. You know, 
probably under pressure from Fauci or someone high ranking uh, because they wanted to do exactly this, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of makes you think, <laughs> you know, did they have a long term plan for this? But the other thing that's interesting is and you, you heard earlier, we were talking about Echo Health Alliance um, in uh, in the uh, back in uh, September of 2021 in, in that first clip yeah, we played, which is the NGO that used to fund the exactly. gain of function that research actually did at the, the research. Yeah, yeah, they actually did the research under the direction of the NIH, the CDC. Um, it's like the launder. This is how they launder right. it. Johnson and Johnson, all these different universities, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, so, but what the New York Times is saying is now they're saying the NIH did not properly track a group studying coronaviruses report finds. Oh, really? They didn't properly track it, track it? I'll read a little bit from the article. The National Institutes of Health made significant errors in its oversight of grants to a nonprofit group that has come under fire from congressional Republicans for its research uh, collaborations in China, an internal federal watchdog agency said on Wednesday. Now, let's just go through the timeline, okay? First of all, the first thing that the NIH said, Fauci said, was this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was no gain or function research. Okay, mm-hmm. none. The, the first thing he came out with is none of this ever happened, even though publicly he was saying that. Right. Then after he got, you know, after the Eco Health Alliance uh, stuff came out and the grants all were discovered uh, that they were actually funding this, then he had to backtrack and say. Well, that's not technically gain-of-function research because we took something that was non-pathogenic and made it pathogenic. It seems like that's gain-of-function. Gain <laughs> right. I, I, I call me crazy. Yeah. Call yeah. me a flat earther yeah. there, but it, it, I, I feel like that gains a function. It's kind of like saying that, you know, I, I we didn't do anything bad because we took that nice can of mug root beer that Alex is drinking, which was normally harmless, and put a bunch of arsenic in it. Okay, but we we didn't actually, you know, uh, gain any function there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to gain any function at all. You put some arsenic in it. We took this virus that was completely harmless to humans and made it deadly. You know, but that's what I'm saying is, is it's strange that even with all this blood in the water, the media is still really hedging their bets. They're really, you know. Uh, kind of defending it, you know. Because well, I have a like, I mean, just one. just how soft is that? That oh, you know, the the NIH did not properly track the group. They didn't really have enough oversight of the group. Well, hold on. it says here the findings outlined in the sixty four page report describe missed deadlines, confusing protocols, and misspent funds. Reinforce concerns about the federal government system for monitoring research with potentially risky pathogens. Hold on, are you telling me that they that NIH didn't know this but kept giving them money anyway (laughs) right like at a certain point don't you still have to blame nih for giving them the money hang on a second keep in mind this is the new york times now during covid the new york times was acting like the world was all going to die. The New York Times was acting like we had their morgues are overflowing and we're having to dump bodies and and build mass graves. And that was the this is the most deadly pandemic in human history. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that, that not their reporting at the time? It was exactly their reporting. Contrast that with now. Now that the truth is starting to come out. And every, you know, Fauci and the government is on the hot seat because they actually did this. Listen to how it changes. 
the federal government's system for monitoring research with potentially risky pathogens. Potentially risky. Okay. How did we go one way from the most, I, I mean, j- just the, the, the most fear porn way of describing COVID-19 and the, the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus to potentially risky pathogens. Yeah. You know, I'm I love doing, it when you go I'm to doing, your NPR voice, by the uh, way. Well, I was, I was like going it. for my best George Carlin there. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, just the semantics in this, you can tell that this is a cover. They are giving the NIH cover in this. Yeah. You know? And ironically, the fu- thing I find funny is it seems to me, and I do want to hear your theory, but it seems to me that the primary reason that they're giving the NIH cover is because it's Republicans attacking them. No, I have a different theory. All right, let's hear it. I, I, I'm not totally dismissing that theory, but the other one is is that eventually this is going to get to the pharmaceutical companies, and that's who pays their bills. Oh, that's that's very probable as well. Yeah, I think it, it's it's a combo. Don't get me wrong; I do think there's some partisan partisanship that goes along with right. it because it's it's probably a little of both. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; I actually think they could frame this in a way that they could go after Trump with it, but I don't think that they're going to do that though. No, because all this stuff happened under his watch. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it would be very easy at this point, but in order to do that, you still got to indict Fauci. Right. And that's what they don't want to do. Yeah, because if they indict Fauci, it... Because they're not going to get a scientist, really, to corroborate it that's actively doing things because you still... Well, I guess Fauci's retired at this point, but if you go after him now, that your funding's going to get... Well, it's not only that. If they go after him now, it shows that for the last three years, they weren't doing their job. Yeah, even you know though we saying? know they haven't been doing their job, right, but right. I totally get the point you're yeah. making there. We've done a better job at exposing the truth than the New York Times has. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, but uh, and, who the, you know, and who the fuck are we? <laughs> right. This, that's what I keep. That's the thing that blows my mind. Two dudes in a room on a podcast. Every time that I start researching a topic and come to this holy shit conclusion, it's like it wasn't that hard. You know, no. I did it from my desk for the most part. I'm not out there beating the streets and knocking out door, knocking on doors and trying to get deep throat interviews with government officials off the record. You know what I'm saying? I'm just researching stuff that's already pretty much available. Yeah. You know, and and, 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 he, and, and just putting two and two together. Yeah, hold on. And also common sense comes into play here. Right. Not to take what John Stewart said, but. You know, if, if there was a chocolate flood in a river in Hershey, Pennsylvania, <laughs> right. maybe you want to blame the chocolate factory. Right. You know, if you yeah. have a deadly pathogen that's coronavirus, the lab that's looking into making deadly pathogens out of coronavirus might be the place you'd look. You got to like John Stewart. Yeah. I mean, it, didn't, look, didn't agree with his politics very often, but he was an honest guy. Yeah, I mean, look, now is he coming back or what? No, he just does an interview. He has a podcast. When, when did I think, he say that? Stuff like that was that recent? He did, oh, he did it on Colbert's show, and Colbert was freaking out. Oh, really? How long oh, ago he, was that? Uh, six months, maybe. Oh, maybe. okay, so fairly it recent. It was fairly yeah. recent, though. Okay, but like when you when you look at this, like the most likely scenario here is that it came from the lab. Right. Well, Echo Health Alliance has been. Trying very much to keep their head down, okay? But now that it's come out that they were the ones responsible for it, they were the ones doing the gain-of-function research, um, now they've had to, um, you know, put out a statement. <laughs> their, their statement is, ah, it's all just a coincidence. 
<laughs> just just a coincidence. Fauci-backed group that funded bat coronavirus tests in Wuhan still claims it was just a coincidence that the pandemic began in the same city as the scandal hit lab, as evidence of a cover-up mounts. <laughs> yeah, that's I the mean, uh, like, Daily Mail there. That's just, I, I don't understand why they think that that's an acceptable answer. Well, because they might get away with it. You know, well, no, they are going to get away with it. That's the reason. If they keep circling the wagons, and unless, you know, Congress can't actually indict anyone, they can call for the Justice Department to indict, but I don't know if the Biden Justice Department would do anything about it. No, I don't think you know? they're going to. No, I don't well, think it, it, I think it gets to a point where something has to happen. But then again, you know, look at look at the whole, um, you know, backstory for the invasion of Iraq. The whole WMDs thing, you know, they lied to it. They set up a special group to fabricate evidence, you know, everything. Everybody lied. Everybody knew they were lying. And then when it finally came out a few years later that, yes, absolutely, it was all bullshit. And, you know, people have gone on the record and say, yeah, we, we made this shit up. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, well, there no, was no accountability, well, and there's not going to be any accountability for this. No, there's not you know? going to be, and I think that, and that's the game they play is delay, 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 delay. Right. When it's gone long enough, then when they can finally get to a point where you can research it, then they're like, well, we we, we got to move on from yeah, this. Yeah, it's old news. Water yeah. under the bridge. Uh huh. Right. And it's like, but at the time, it's like we have a pandemic on our hands. We need to wait before <laughs> right. we do this. Yeah. Like it's it's such a transparent game that they it's a play. Formula. Yeah. Yeah, and it works formula. most of the time. No, and it works. It, it it worked this time. Yeah. Well, that's yet to be seen, and I'm still hopeful that there is some serious repercussions for the people who were responsible for the deaths of millions of people. You know. Look, you'd have to get them to admit that. Look, you can't get the people that were calling people like us conspiracy theories. You can't get them to admit that they were wrong. Right. And well, that's just as a commentator. Yeah. Like, could you imagine them actually, like, is Fauci going to sit there and well, go, yeah, I did it? I'm not even concerned whether they admit it or not. I'm talking about indicting people, putting oh, that's people on never, trial. It's never going to yeah. happen. And then going after these companies that profited damn near a trillion dollars in the vaccine. You know, let's find out what they're, uh, you know, how account, how responsible they are for this. The the one we know for sure is Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson was knee deep in the Echo Health Alliance uh, uh, gain of function research. Absolutely, they were. Um, but I have a hunch that through plenty of back channels, so was Pfizer. Um, I don't know if Moderna was, but maybe. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of these guys were were you know. Uh, involved in this because they all had a huge huge economic interest in doing it you know and i wonder what uh, fauci's uh, real kickbacks were i mean i almost guarantee you that he was getting money under the table and lots and lots of money well from they some of these players and they won't well, no no and that was all it's 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 all on record like he's saying like he they get like um i forget what they call it they call it like some kind of a uh, royalty or something like that right. from some of this stuff from some of these pharmaceutical companies right. he says he gives it all to charity or something like that but he won't say how much he gets <laughs> right so yeah. like so how can, do we know you can make that statement and, he, and the other thing is this like that dude has never admitted that he's lied i mean other than he was like well it was a noble lie like he's given an excuse to everything he's done right and he, the only person that holds his feet to the fire is rand paul and then when the news people interview fauci they talk about how mean Rand is to him. Right. 
Yeah. And then, but, and they don't. Like Rand's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I know. It's, it's the formula. And that man. guy's a doctor too. Right. Right. Well, he's an eye doctor. I mean, that's a little different, but. Well, no, no, but he still went to medical school. Though. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's definitely ahead of your average rank and file person with an opinion. Well, know? yeah. But when Redfield, <laughs> probably one of the most prominent virologists in the world and the former head of the CDC, you know, and the guy that has, you know, institutes at University of Maryland that he founded, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when that guy <laughs> shut down Fort Detrick because they weren't, uh, you know, following proper safety protocols. I mean, yeah, it just when that guy says it, you got to listen. You know, yeah. you have to pay attention to that. And they, they don't. They just blow it off. The media does. Oh, the you media. Com- look, the media completely blows this thing off because, again, they, they don't want the they really don't want the truth to come out at the end of the day. Right. You know, right. democracy dies in darkness. But, you know, they're perfectly fine with killing it as long as it as long as it suits their narrative. And, you know, one of the things that I revisited uh, as I was doing the investigation in this this week was the event 201 um <laughs> story and it, it's actually still up on their their website on the uh uh the uh oh god uh what is it the johns hopkins website um oh, uh, look at the bottom by the way johns hopkins world economic forum bill and melinda gates foundation right right exactly oh my god here's another one and this was in a 2000 uh um this actually happened i believe it was like three weeks it happened uh uh the uh this event before the uh, the virus actually was first found out in the wild. Um, and they held this thing called Event 201 to war game what would happen if a um, highly pathogenic strain of the coronavirus jumped from animals to humans. And literally three weeks later it happens. You know? And the players involved are the same players, some of the same players, involved with EcoHealth Alliance that actually did it. I mean, you can say that's a coincidence, but can you really? No. You know? It's not a coincidence. And I was actually, I was listening to uh, to, to some of these, uh, the videos of the event itself, and just, uh, let's see if I can, let me see if this is any, I, I, I'm going to cold play this just to see. Okay, yeah. began in healthy-looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Experts agree unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. That was just kind of their intro there to the uh, the event. <laughs> but and they go on about the, the need for a vaccine and everything like that. And but it was it's just astounding to see that this was like the first time they did this particular type of of event that they specifically singled out coronavirus that they specifically singled out you know jumping from uh humans to uh or from bats uh, from, to humans uh, from, well they they said from animals to humans 
But, you know, still, the, the point is, and this type of symptoms, you know, I mean, you got to understand, there's a whole lot of coronaviruses out there that already infect humans. There's, there's a whole lot of different types of viruses that are in, in animals that could infect humans. And they happen to pick the one, you know, that did. <laughs> and this event was held three weeks before, um, you know, or actually roughly about the same time that it was probably would have first been released within a couple of weeks. I mean, it was that tight and it was funded and participated by some of the same people who were actually doing the Wuhan research. I mean, it just, sometimes it feels like they're just rubbing it in your nose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just insane. But anyway, uh, that's all I have. Do you have any final notes on that? It, it just really, it, look, we've talked about this a when lot we do in a lot things of different like this, episodes. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm talked out of this one, but right. it's like, I don't know what else to say anymore. Like th this was leaked from a lab that we were funding. Right. That is the most plausible scenario. Yeah. And the people in charge so actively wanted to make sure that that was not even a possibility that the media would look into. Right. That there's like, that's gotta be criminal. And, and they made everyone who presented that that hypothesis or that you know reported down in that evidence they made all of us into crazy people and i think that's what part of the reason that i wanted to do this is is in a way some sort of vindication because it's so frustrating when you know that you're presenting a a you don't know 100% it's the truth but you know it's a valid uh, possibility that it is something that should absolutely be investigated it is it is absolutely not in the realm of crazy conspiracy theory and then when you're shot down and and you have all the the social media and the the mainstream media telling you that you're a crazy yeah, person like and gaslighting you remember what happened when people said this right right like what they were considered oh and it was gaslighting yeah yeah and how many like how many people that were supposed to be honest journalists just basically like dismiss this and they did it almost a, you almost can a little bit blame like Trump derangement syndrome for it right because Trump was like it came from a lab in China like Trump was dead on right on this one right. like dead on he was right <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Like, probably didn't know why but <laughs> no I don't no, I'm sure he didn't know why but like he just likes saying China <laughs> yeah but at the same time though remember this though he kept Fauci around right yeah so Biden again, eventually Fauci retired. Fauci was not fired. Right. He retired. Right. You know, he should have been fired. Like this guy's going to collect a pension for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. From the gut. We're going to continue to pay pay Fauci a lot of money on a monthly basis until he croaks. Well, and that's probably the smallest uh, uh, revenue stream that he has coming in because I'm sure the pharmaceuticals are paying him a whole shitload more than that. No, I'm sure that they're yeah. going to as yeah. well. So, so it's, it's just again, it's just sad. And it's one of these things where, like, you're right, a little bit of this is a victory lap, a little bit of this is patting ourselves on the back, but also a little bit of it is, like, just remember, if anything I could say is, remember all the people that told you that this wasn't even a possibility right. the next time that they tell you something else. Right. Because yeah. the trust is gone yeah. when it comes to, like, most media outlets I wouldn't trust with nothing no and you know look even the guy that was the head of the cdc before this like i kind of trust him but at the same time i don't even know if he fucking tell him sure like, I, <laughs> right. like what's your part in it, yeah guy? yeah right 
Right. Well, uh, like you were around during Trump's during Trump, right? According to him, he was trying to get the investigation in the lab leak, but he was shut out of everything. They shut him out of all the meetings and everything. So, I but guess that's it, his story. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. I can't try. But you look, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt with all of it. But right. like at the end of the day, the government needs to stop doing this stuff because the, at the, the thing he said at the end is almost the most most compelling argument against it. You haven't gotten anything done with it. You haven't produced any pathogens, or and you haven't produced anything that would be useful. Useful, right? And you killed millions of people with this thing. Like right. you don't get to do this anymore. Right, right, without question. Especially with our own money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like with taxpayer funds. Yeah. Like if there's some private lab that was doing it, like I'd be mad. But like you know, and and it makes at least you could hold them accountable. And it, it makes you wonder because he was coming from a position that these people were doing it for noble causes. They believed they were doing a good thing. Oh yeah, he's not he's not impe or impugning their motives. And I don't know that I am either. You know, I I, I think that probably the majority of people working on that. Uh, believed that they were doing something good, that they were helping people, because you know these are people that got into a field to help people. You know, so I, I don't think that this was some grand conspiracy. But even if there were just a handful of people in the right place, that they could have released this, and you know, it, it wouldn't have taken all those people who they thought were doing good things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I I fundamentally disagree with you on this one. No, no, you you can't. I, here's the thing. I think that these people took a value a value judgment, risk versus reward, and decided that the risks were worth it. Oh, that's and probably true. I think true. in that yeah. aspect, you didn't mind that there was a possibility that millions of people could die. I think, and that's fucking evil. I think their own hubris and scientists do become arrogant in a lot of cases. I think they just didn't believe that that could ever happen. I think that they yeah. thought that they were God, and that's and, and, yeah. and in that aspect, yeah. that's just evil. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, they 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 probably had noble intentions, but and it's possible. I don't. I, yeah. Hold on. I don't. I don't know. They had noble intentions. No, we can't know that for sure. Yeah. All I know is is that they had a risk reward, and that they were willing to risk many lives of humans around the globe in order for them to gleam something that they were going to make a bunch of money off of. And I also think that are like, if worst case scenario this gets out, we'll make a ton of money on the cure. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think too many of them were thinking that. There probably were some, though. And there were probably a, at least a few that were saying... So I'm way more jaded than you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I'm sure that there were at least a few at least thinking that if this thing gets out, we'll make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why it did get out. Who knows? So will we ever know? I don't know. I hope we do. And I, will the people be held accountable for it? I doubt it, but I hope so. You know? It's just there's uh, always vigilante justice. <laughs> no, let, 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 let's not go for uh, vigilante justice. I'm not there. saying I'm going to do it. I'm just but saying that, you know, it, it could I happen. Gonna, I ain't going to shed a tear if it happens, though. <laughs> it could happen is what you're saying. Well, folks, that is it for hour number one. We kind of did single issue there, but we got so much more to talk about. So if you'd like to join us on the other side, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and we'll see you on the other side. 